Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and this is part two of this week's Royal Hascot Podcast. Along with me is Paul Gallagher, also known as Voice of Value. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, good. Looking forward to another, or the final day of uh, a pretty impressive Royal Hascot meeting, despite the lack of crowds. Yeah, so we've just finished recording part one, uh, which included Friday's tip. So hopefully people listening to this will have cashed in on all the winners that you provided in that podcast. Ah, that's it. We might as well just assume that's the case. So <laughs> well done to me. And, and <laughs> yeah, and you were telling me that you're able to go for a pint in the Isle of Man now. So obviously by this stage on a Friday, you will be out having a beer. It's probably best that we record this on the, on the Thursday. <laughs> Thursday night, yeah. I don't want to rub it into all the, uh, all the UK-based punters that can't go out for a drink, but yeah, pubs reopened here on Thursday and it is glorious. Well, let's hope it's not too far away uh, on the mainland as well. We can all start to enjoy a pint pretty soon. But we're going to have a look at Saturday's races on this uh, part two of the podcast and it's the final day of the Royal Ascot Festival and it's been a great week so far. Uh, there's six live races on ITV. The racing starts at 12.40, actually. I think the first race is the one fifty, but we're going to have a look at the, the, the first race of the day, which is at the 12.40, and it's the Silver Walking on Handicap. Yeah, so this one, um, much like the first race of, of every day um, of this week, this is on Sky Sports Racing. It's not on ITV, so you'll get that one. If you've got a Sky package, you'll be able to pick that up and you as usual, you can watch it if you have a bet on any of the any racing apps. Um, again, it's a race I think is worth mentioning, um, um, and, and I think you, you you might even have a tip for us on this one, but we'll come on to that in a minute. The one that I fancy here is uh, Danny Tudhope Mount. Um, well, as listeners know, I've always got an eye on what uh, Danny Tudhope's riding. In this case, he's teaming up again with Archie Watson. Um, the horse is called Burmese Waltz, um, and He'd been out for um, over a year when he came back at Kempton uh, last week on the t- 10th of June. Um, so that, that's a fairly uh, fairly significant absence for a flat horse. Um, but he didn't let it get him down and won quite nicely um, on that one. Um, sort of just getting up in the final strides to win it. This is a step up again, obviously, um, coming into the Royal Ascot. Um, but uh, I think it's a step up you may be able to take and... Certainly got um, plenty of um, time to make up for. He's a four-year-old, but he's only had six career runs. So um, certainly there's an opportunity there. I'm saying he is a, it's a filly, but um, that she can come on and uh, improve again. And I think 14-1 looks pretty impressive because they've got a lot of time to make up for. So that, that looks like good value each way, shout to me. Um, and yeah, there's there's one or two others that appeal, and I think you might have uh, maybe your eye on one as well. Maybe yeah, I'm going tip. to see. I'm going to see your fourteen to one and raise you sixteen to one. Um, got a, a text message today from a friend of a friend of a horse, uh, telling me that Count Dorsey was the one to watch in this one. Um, I've had a couple of tips on Count Dorsey in the past. Um, couple of one, couple haven't. Um, so <laughs> take that information and do with it what you will but I'll certainly be backing it um, it's a horse that doesn't owe me any money but um, I'll be backing it at, at 16-1 each way uh, to take the first race at Ascot on Saturday Yeah, I mean it's, it's um, I mean, if you're getting if you're getting tips on a horse and it's winning sort of every other time 
Øhm, jeg dønner over bare, at de nu slår sig fræser, fræser de som hvis det er. For jeg så også, um, I wouldn't pay anyone off back. And my only concern with it, and as I mentioned this to you off here, um, I, I suspect Count Dossie probably wants five furlongs rather than six. But um, the trainer will know a hell of a lot better than me. So for the interim in this race, then they must feel that he's going to get it. Soft ground's no problem at all. Um, he's an improving horse, um, still near four-year-old, so there's potential to improve again. So absolutely wouldn't, wouldn't put you off having to be each way on that. Yeah, definitely had its successes at five furlong. I think you're right, that's the only question mark. Well, maybe not the only question mark, but the most obvious question mark that you would place on it. But as I say, when you're getting word that it's certainly out there. Exactly, and that's it. If, if, the, if the connections are quite confident, and they've, they've booked Oshin Murphy um, to ride, which is a huge positive as well. So, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't put you off. I'll okay, so... Now, sorry. Now I've mentioned that, I'll not let it go on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Burmese Waltz for you at 14-1, and it's Count Dorsey for me at about the 16-1 mark at the moment, as we record this. The next two races at Asco are the 150 and the 150, but you were saying there's two tricky two-year-old races and there's nothing really stands out neither of them for you? You're neither of them this year and they're both the, the Queen Mary and the Coventry Stakes both for two-year-olds um, and there's nothing of, of huge value um, or interest that, that jumps out at me so I am skipping both of those races and good luck to anyone having a play in them. Okay, so we're going to jump straight to the, the 225 uh, as it is as a coronation stakes. Yeah, we know we know a bit more about these. Um, it's, it's all three rows in this race, so there's a bit more form to go on, and it's it's top quality stuff. Um, a Group One, um, Quadrilateral is one that, that jumps out as a potential. Um, ran reasonably well in the Guineas to finish um, to finish third in the thousand Guineas um, in Newmarket just about a week and a half ago. Um, so it looks like she'll be the favourite. I. I'm going to take her on though um, there's actually two that I like here unfortunately um, there's only seven runners and um, I, I thought that Love Lockett um, for Aidan O'Brien and um, written by William Buick was one that has got a lot to find on ratings but um, has ran well on soft and heavy ground um, won nicely in the season opener is the sort that will improve for Aidan O'Brien he's got loads of those types that just when their three-year-old career starts, they just really get better and better. Um, really well-bred horses. And I've no doubt she'll come on a ton. Um, I'd like to be able to... She's like... I think there's about 20 to 1 available, actually, when I looked earlier. She's the one I'd love to have been an eighth um, runner in the race. Um, mm-hmm. We could get races each way. But I still might have a small each way on Love Locket. Um, because I, I still think she's a pretty big price and I, I expect her to improve a bit. Um, whether she can win or not remains to be seen. The one I think is really nice for the win purposes um, is a horse called Run Wild for John Gosden, ridden by James Doyle, who's done a couple of winners in the last few days. Um, Run Wild did a really good start to the season at Newmarket, uh, run, running in the pretty poly uh, stakes, which she won really nicely, uh, three and a half lengths. Um, this is a step up in class, but I, th- I think she should be able to cope with it. She's got form on heavy ground, not brilliant form, but enough to suggest that um, she'll, she'll be okay with the soft ground. And she looks to me like the, the value bet to take on the favourite with. Um, we're getting about 9 to 2, 5 to 1 in some places. So it's run wild and, and we'll have a small each way, even though it's only two places, on Love Locket. 
Yeah, I'll just try to see if anywhere's maybe doing three places. I know yeah, that's can, something you've touched on in the past. Sometimes um, Bet365 are a good one for that. You can sometimes go in there and you, you take a reduction in price, but they give you a third place. Um, and that might be a tactic to, to employ here if you can get anything like 10 to 1, um, which you might be able to do with them. So if they'll have a three-place market on the morning of the race. It might not be up yeah. just now, but it'll be up on Saturday morning. That's definitely um, one to look at. I'll mention that in the column as well for people. Yeah. Okay, next up, uh, three o'clock, and you're having a look at Pinatubo, hoping it can put its 2,000 guineas run behind it. Yeah, that's it. Um, for me, this is, it's about recency bias. So the, the recency bias is against Pinatubo here because he was the wonder horse last season, unbeaten, um, rated higher than Franco Wars as a two-year-old, the next coming, um, and the Messiah, and disappointed in the 2,000 guineas, finishing third. Um, wasn't beaten miles, um, just perhaps other horses that have trained on past him in terms of their ability. So Kamiko looks fantastic. It's worth noting that, that um, it was a really quick time that Kamiko ran um, to win that, and Pinatubo was only just, just over a length back in third place. So it was a good race. It was good quality. It wasn't that um, Pinatubo was beaten by you know pretty poor quality horses. That That's a, a bit of form that you can sort of um, rely on, as it were. Um, so I... I'm going to give Pinatubo a second chance here. I think um, this lot aren't quite as good. Wichita um, is the obvious one who re-opposes. Um, they were only separated by a neck the last time out. So I think with the run under his belt, I think Pinatubo will improve and should be able to take this one. So I think, particularly with his form um, soft ground from last season, um, I think he will be very much the one to beat. Um, and I thought I think there's some 15 to 8 about which is pretty, pretty good value yeah okay next up we've got another group one it's the Diamond Jubilee Stakes and you're looking at a horse that's got pretty decent form on the, the soft yeah um, there's a few that jumped out at me um, and I'm I'm looking primarily for, for horses that have got a bit of um, form and soft ground so that's why I'm bypassing the favourite Skeptical who has run um, primarily on the all weather and then one run good to firm um, so I'm, I'm passing him by um, the one I like is One Master for William Haggis who's in a quiet um, quite a quiet Royal Ascot mm. by his hand um, but uh, this is um, a horse who was second over this course and distance um, back in October uh, in a, a classy um, champion sprint um, sprint stakes on heavy ground, so no problem at all with the ground today, um, and it has a variety of different um, performances in the past on, on a variety of surfaces. He's pretty adaptable, so he's the one that I think is um, the solid bet, um, and I think you can get some uh, nine to two, maybe even five to one about, and that's that's really good value for me on one master. Um, there's others that you would maybe take a chance at, at bigger prices each way. The Tin Man's there. Sands of Mali, they've both got good um, form um, on, on softer ground, but the solid one for me is one master, um, who uh, I think is the most likely winner. Yeah, I'm just seeing if the odds grid that I'm looking at is correct. Race bets have got one master at 71 currently. Yeah, I saw that um, earlier. I just wondered whether it was a, whether it was an error with the with the odds, whatever. I mean, if that's available, that is huge value. And as soon as we've recorded here, I'll jump on and see if I can get it. Yeah, just looking at the rest yeah. of the prices that are quoted in race bets, 
that obviously seems to stand out a bit, but the other prices seem there or thereabouts with uh, the rest of the market. So, um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, if you can get that, you're, you're absolutely laughing. Okay, next up is the Wokingham Stakes, and with 24 runners, a good opportunity to find some each way value. Oh, this is a cracker. I mean, six furlong, soft ground, um, it'll, it'll be carnage. Um, <laughs> and it's one of those races where you look through it, and there's all these horses that, that you, <laughs> because they run so frequently during the season, because they're sprinters, they can run more regularly. So it's, it's all these old faces that keep coming back. Summer yeah. Gang, Arecibo, um, Gulliver, we've talked about um, at length on the podcast in the past. Um, there's all these names that keep popping up, and to be fair, you know, the, the more consistent ones are just brilliant horses to have and to back. Um, you'd love to own them, actually. They're, they're great fun. Um, so there's actually about four or five in this that I could that I could quite happily have a bet on, and I'd certainly be having more than one bet. Um, for the purposes of tipping on the podcast, I've narrowed it down to two. Um, first of those is a horse called Tinto, um, trained by Amanda Perrett. Um a coasting distance win on soft ground, so that's a huge tick, you know, or several ticks in the column. Um, that's exactly what you're looking for. Um, an improving horse that was, um, he's, he's actually uh, just checking the form here. Yeah, he's won last time out as well. Um, at Newmarket, albeit on a different ground, but it just shows that he's a uh, he started the season in great form. And the sprinters' form is quite important, you want, you want to make sure that. They're at their peak when you catch them. So, team to each way, it's 14 to 1, I thought was was huge odds. Um, and you're getting loads of extra places from most bookies, so take that. Um, the second one was one I mentioned there, Gulliver, um, an old friend of ours who we've backed in the past. Ryan Moore takes the ride today, which is an interesting jockey booking. Um, Gulliver's got form on all sorts of ground, um, and I think still horses potentially have improvement, but. It's won on soft ground before we backed him. Uh, I think we backed him at York in October last year when we won 16 to 1 SP. And almost certain that we, we were on him at that point. Um, and I, I would expect another decent run from him again. Um, yeah, so the, the, he'd, certainly he'd be the second choice. Of the others, um, worth mentioning, uh, I touched on something earlier, let me just say Jack's Point, who actually ran earlier in the week, um, a huge price ran into second. Um, would be one who gets in off the same marks are definitely worth looking at. Stone of Destiny, Stone of Destiny, another one, soft ground form, and Arecibo, uh, run by my old pal Danny Tuttle. So they would be ones that certainly wouldn't put you off back in any of those. But it's definitely a, a race to pick two or three in, get all the each way value, the extra places, and, and just watch it. Yeah, I see Paddy Power going 20 to 1, paying five places. So that probably looks about the best option at the moment. Yeah, it was that for Gulliver, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that will do. That will do nicely. Okay, and the last race of the festival was the Queen Alexandra Stakes, the four forty, and you're looking at who dares wins in this one. Yeah, um, this is the complete opposite of the last race. So we're going from a sprint to a sort of a marathon, as it were. Um, Mekong is the favourite here. Um, I, I'd be surprised if this runs. Um, it ran in the Gold Cup. It, Today, the day we're recording this, which is Thursday, so um, a 48-hour um, turnaround is okay for sprinters, but not for not for horses in the staying chases, uh, staying, not chases, Jesus, um, in the staying races like this. 
So I'd be surprised if if um, if he turns up. Um, if he does, I'd be looking to take him on. And who dares wins is um, a brilliant dual purpose horse, fantastic on the, uh, the hurdles and the flat. And I think this race is set up quite nicely for him. The ground would be no problem at all. Um, and yeah, I just think he looks like pretty solid value. I think there's still plenty of three to one available about him. The rest, as you sort of look further down, um, there, there's quite a lot there that um, I wouldn't be too keen on. There's, there's horses rated in the 70s and 80s there um, that I just can't have at all. So mm. we can narrow it down quite quickly in this one, which is quite good and unusual for Royal Ascot. So there's only maybe four or five that I would give a chance to. Um, and and I- I'd, I'd, Quite confident on who dares wins. I guess if you suspect that Mekong isn't going to make it, then who dares wins is likely to assume favouritism at a shorter price than what you're yeah, that's it. Now. Yeah, that exactly. Um, and it just makes his chances all the more obvious. Um, there'd be a slight concern there if you, if you would get a rule four or not. Um, mm. They would do. Um, but yeah, I for me, um, take the price just now. Who dares wins? I think he's got a, a stonking chance. Okay, can you just give us a wee recap then on your selections for Saturday? I certainly will. Uh, so the twelve forty is Burmese Waltz, um, fourteen to one each way. No bet the one fifteen, no bet the one fifty, and then the two twenty five. It's a run wild with a win bet, and then Love Locket with an each way bet. And if you can get someone giving you three places, then, then take that. Three o'clock Pinatubo, a win bet fifteen to eight. Three thirty five one Master win bet at nine to two, and the 410 we're going for Tinto each way about 14 to 1 and Gulliver each way about 20 to 1 get your extra places and then finally the 440 it's a win bet on who dares wins to finish off the weekend style excellent now don't forget you can follow Paul on his Twitter account which is at the voice of value and you can also follow the gambler account at gambler tips um, I know you're likely to be a busy man <laughs> over the next weeks and months Paul <coughs> I take if there's any changes to your tips over the weekend, you'll keep us up to date on Twitter. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll try and do I'll try and do updates on Mister Fix's Tips website, and and I'll tweet out if there's any changes. But we'll be keeping a particular eye on the going. If it if it gets yeah. um if it if it starts to turn good, then we might have a few it's changes. Yeah. Okay, so we'll be back next week. Um, best of luck with your bets this weekend, and thanks to Paul for joining us. Pleasure as always. Good luck to everyone. <laughs>